0: Today, uh, it's so good to uh, be with you today, and um, I believe that uh, God is wanting to speak to us about uh, restoration and being recommissioned by him, and uh, so what I want to do is uh, is uh, talk about uh, this from the perspective of Peter's life, and um, so... Uh, but, I wanted to talk about how God is uh, always working in us to restore us and then to even change the capacity that we have within us to love Him and love others and Then He not only does that but then He sends us out as His instruments to help other people and I believe this is what He did with his disciples, and I believe that uh, he 's going to do a new thing and Our lives and in our church. You know, I know a lot of people are saying, yeah, I wish things could just get back to normal again. I wish that things were just back to the way they used to be. But I think God's Spirit is wanting to do some renovation and some renewal and restoration in our lives so that we'll be equipped then to be sent out as He wants us to once we're, you know, maybe we have less of these social distancing constraints. But uh, even so, even right now, I believe throughout the uh, church, uh, nationwide and worldwide, God is uh, restoring his people and drawing them back to himself. When I lived in Kansas, I knew a man who used to go to these auctions, and uh, they were out in these remote areas of Kansas, uh, and usually there'd be tag sales, and they'd be held in some old barn. And out in the back of the barn was some old furniture that hadn't been even uh, used in maybe fifty or even a hundred years. And he would especially look for these old pieces of furniture. And uh, when he found them, he would take them home. And um, and when he would take them home, he would try to uh, renovate them. And uh, he often did this. Um, he used to do these renovations and um, let me just see if I can get this up here. He would do these renovations and the piece of furniture would look completely different than the one it did when he first got it. I mean, they were these uh, old um, uh, sometimes a jewelry box that he would take and he'd restore and it would be like brand new. And other times it would be an old desk or something that was uh, painted and uh, was all worn out. He would strip it all down and then he would restore the natural wood. And a lot of times you could see the oak grain coming through it and it looked uh, completely different than when he had first gotten it. You know, God does the same things in our life. He can restore us, but he not only restores us, but he recommissions us. You know, there's a lot of uh, ships that have been recommissioned Recommissioned. This is the USS Constitution. It was built in uh, the 1786, and it sailed for many years. And then it was uh, decommissioned, and then it had to be renovated. It was renovated a number of times and restored. The last time it was done was 2015, and then here it is being set out for sale in 2017. It took a couple years to restore it, but they restored it as best as they could to its original. Original shape and use as it was before. So, you know, we do renovations all the time. People renovate their houses, they restore things all the time. Um, And I think we're kind of built in God's image. We kind of imitate what He does, but nobody can restore a soul like Jesus can. Nobody can restore somebody the way that God alone can in their life. Because restoring a soul, restoring a person, takes a miracle of God. And he's able to do that. And what I mean by that, he's able to restore us and expand our ability to do things that we could never do before. And I think this is what he was doing with Peter. Remember the story uh, in Luke chapter 22 before Jesus went to the cross he warned Peter something after Peter made the declaration that he would never, that he would give his life uh, for Jesus, that he would never deny him. And uh, he, and Jesus spoke into Peter's life and took him aside and said, Simon, 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 Peter, Satan has asked to sift you all of you like wheat, all the disciples, but I've prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have returned back, strengthen your brothers. So Jesus understood and knew where Simon Peter was going to fail and fall. And it's at that moment when we feel as though we've failed or we haven't or our faith isn't strong. It's at that moment is our greatest spiritual attack. Usually we begin to question everything about God. We begin to question ourselves our own commitment. And uh, it's at that time that, you know, that we need to turn to God in a greater way than we ever have before. And I see that God is calling his people back to restoration and a deeper relationship with him than ever before. And this gives me encouragement when I look at the life of Peter, it really gives me encouragement because if God chose Peter and loved him despite all his flaws and failures, and if restored him and he recommissioned him to his purpose, then it should give us hope and encouragement that he can do the same in each of our lives. And he does that. He really wants to do that. I don't know if you've ever heard uh, the song um, or the story of uh being put in the master's hand, but there's a story of a uh, auction that was taking place in one of these remote areas, and um, this uh, auctioneer held up a violin, an old violin that was, you know, uh, discolored, um, looked broken down. It, it it looked worthless. It had looked like it had been some child's uh, instrument from school many many years ago. And out from the back of the auction, you know, when the auctioneer started to to sell the, uh, the violin, nobody would bid on it. But then the auctioneer waited as there was a man that came from the back and he said, let me have that violin. And he actually was a master violinist. And he did a little tuning on the strings and he took the bow that was a little frayed and he began to play it and it played a beautiful song, because he was a master <clears throat> violinist, and he could play any instrument, and especially this instrument he saw had value. It's the same thing that Jesus sees in us. He sees the value that a lot of times other people can't see. He sees a potential that maybe other people or even ourselves cannot see. And when he becomes and enters into our life, he can change us dramatically. You know, God is always looking out to meet us and restore us. And uh, he does this so often in our lives. If you think back in your life at some of your lowest points, God was there to restore you and to help you through that. And he does that over and over and over again in our lives. You know, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. But John 3.17 says this, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God is always looking to save, to restore, and to help us. As we turn to him, you know, today we're looking at a lot of bad news. It's all around us. It's difficult to get away from it. And it's very sad. It's very heartbreaking to me when I hear of people that have committed suicide because they've lost hope or been in such uh, despair or feeling overwhelmed or feeling threatened by this uh, virus that's all around us. There's also an increase in mental disorders and there's uh, other people that have illnesses and stress has brought about other illnesses rather than just the virus. And then the domestic violence is on an increase as well as people are sheltered together for long periods of time and old wounds and hurts and dynamics, family dynamics and patterns are resurfacing uh, that are negative and are impacting marriages, and impact, impacting children, and parent relationships, and uh, we have to be aware of what's going on around us, and be praying. Uh, some of those same things can impact us in our lives as well, or maybe uh, you know somebody else that is going through a very stressful time, and really it's the if as, as we turn to the Lord, as we seek the Lord, He's able to restore us and help us and meet us, whether it's in our relationships or even in our loneliness that we may be feeling. God is able to meet us and help us. Uh, When you look at John chapter 21, and John chapter 21 is where we're going to be in the Bible today. If you have a Bible, you can turn to it. I have a few of the verses up here, but John chapter 21 is a picture of the third time that Jesus meets with his disciples after his resurrection. And at this time, (coughs) disciples with Jesus, not all 12 are there during this time when Jesus uh, is going to confront Peter. I got a text the other day that was uh, kind of interesting, kind of funny to me. It had a picture of uh, Jesus with his disciples before the resurrection, and this was the caption on it. One of you will betray me one of you will deny me, one of you needs to leave because the CDC says we can't have more than 10 people here. And of course, a picture of the Last Supper there. But really, three weeks after the resurrection, the third time Jesus meets with his disciples, he takes, uh, you know, he's going to meet with Peter. But the disciples decided to go fishing. Peter decided to go back and go fishing. And uh, they hadn't caught any fish, just like uh, Peter, you know, the first time Jesus meets Peter, he's had an all night of fishing, an all night of frustration. This time, he meets with Peter, and uh, he meets with the disciples, and he calls out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? And they say, no, we haven't caught anything. And then A hundred yards from the shore, Jesus calls out and he says, throw your nets on the right side of the boat, you'll find some. And when they did, they they were unable to haul in the net because of the large number of fish. You know, I love this story because Jesus, first of all, he calls them friends. He doesn't call them servants. He calls them friends. And one of the things that I believe the Lord wants to restoring us is a confidence that he is for us and not against us that he loves us that he cares for us and jesus was taking the initiative here the disciples had gone out fishing uh they weren't staying inside they weren't um basically you know in prayer or anything like that they Peter said, I'm, I'm going to go fishing now. You know, I mean, I don't know what to do next. So he went back to something familiar that he was familiar with. He was a fisherman all his life. And then when they didn't catch anything, uh, Jesus doesn't say, see, I told you so. You're supposed to be fishing for men. That's why you can't catch anything. No, he blessed them. And he said, throw your nets on the right side. And, and immediately they began to think, this is Jesus. Remember how he first met us. <clears throat> Peter, when we were on the boat, Peter recognizes this. Uh, he uh, jumps into the water and he um, goes to Jesus and he meets Jesus at the shore with the rest of the disciples. Now, Jesus had already begun to bake, make them breakfast. He had fish and he had bread there for him. Another picture of Jesus' care and concern for them. Even though he had to confront Peter about uh, what he was doing and, and, and restore him from his denial of uh, his faith in Jesus and denying that he ever knew Jesus, he wanted to do it in a way that would bring him true restoration, validation, and affirmation in his life. And so Jesus brings him to this place. The Bible says even the fire, it used the same word as the fire and the coals of fire that were, that were, that Jesus made the fish on. It's the same uh, word that is used to describe the fire. uh, Peter was warming his hands on when uh, a young girl confronted him and said, aren't you uh, one of Jesus followers in the other gospel? And, and, uh, and Peter called down curses on himself the third time he denied Christ. He said, you know, look at uh, God can kill me if, I've, if I never knew the man. And so um, G- Jesus brings him back. You know, a lot of times God brings us back even to our failures, and he wants to restore us from those things. He wants to forgive us and restore us. And so this is what he's doing with uh, Peter. Jesus was calling Peter into a deeper commitment of loving him. And uh, so when they get this large number of fish, they know it's Jesus. They come running to Jesus, and then they have this wonderful meal together. I would have loved to have been there and heard all the things that Jesus spoke to them. But then finally it comes down to this discussion between uh, Peter and Jesus that we get to understand and hear. And each time, uh, Jesus asked Peter, uh, Peter, do you love me? And he asked him three times, the same amount of times that, Jesus, that Peter had denied Jesus. And uh, do you love me more than these is the first question he says. And um, what is, uh, a lot of people think is, is Jesus asking him, do you love me more than these catch a fish? or do you love me more than the disciples, the other disciples? Uh, Do you love me more than any of these things? And Peter responds, and he says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And so Jesus was entering into this conversation with Peter, but it was also Peter was examining, Jesus was forcing Peter to examine himself. Do you really love me? And I think Today, in this time of questioning, we're not sure about the future. We're not sure if things uh, will ever get back to what we thought was normal. Uh, God is examining our hearts, and he's saying, do you love me? Do you trust me? Do you want me to restore you and help you during this time? And he's offering us this Great invitation to come to him. So God is able to restore us, but he does it not just for an end in itself, but he wants to recommission us. He wants to restore us and then use us for something else. And you know what um, Jesus then said to Peter as his response Yes, Lord, I love you. And then he said, Well, feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. Take care of my little ones. Take care of the ones that will just come to me that are new or or even the children. Feed my lambs. Take care of them. And so God encourages him to take care of the most vulnerable. And he's turning him from not from a fisherman to fish for fish, but to fish for men. And then also to be a shepherd to take care of people. Feed my lambs. Feed the most vulnerable. And then he says, take care of my sheep, love and care for the older ones as well. Love and care, uh, take care of my sheep that, uh, that you need to restore and help. If you've been restored, maybe there's somebody, Peter, that I want you to restore as well. Restore your brothers because they've all been, uh, Satan has uh, sifted them like wheat. All of them have been sifted. Is there somebody that God wants you to restore? And when I look at this picture of uh, Jesus restoring and recommissioning Peter, I think, Al, who do you, who are you supposed to help restore or strengthen or encourage? And God says that to all of us. And then it says the last one is uh, feed my sheep. And so Peter was then going to give them nourishment. The things that he received from the Lord, he was supposed to pass on to others. And this is a beautiful picture of why God restores us so that he can recommission us or use us and give us a greater capacity to love and care for others. Now, none of us has the exact same calling. We don't have the same calling as Peter did. Um, the way that we take care of people will be different than the way uh, Peter did, or the way that I take care of people is going to be different than the way that you do. And the people that God places within your sphere of influence will be different. But God wants to use you. He wants to use you during this time. So one of the things that we have to, first of all, do is be restored, expand the, ask God to expand the capacity for our love for him and for other people. And then to step out in faith and to help others. You know, as I was preparing for this message in my office at home, I came across a plaque that my uh, sister-in-law had given to uh, Lori and I years ago. And it's just a little poem. It says, your place. Is your place small? Tend it with care. He set you there. Is your place a large place? Guard it with care. He set you there. Wherever your place, it is not yours alone, but his who set you there. You know how Jesus confronted Peter? He says, these are my sheep. Take care of them. The place that you're at is the place that God put you at for this time, and he has set you there to take care of possibly uh, one person or possibly many people or possibly through encouragement, through social media, different ways. He has set you there in a position that you can be used by him. And it may seem insignificant to you, but it's not insignificant to God. It's really not. It's part of the restoration and recommission process that he has us all in. And he wants to use us. You know, the last thing that uh, Peter said to Jesus as they're walking along and he's restoring him and recommissioning him The Apostle John was walking behind them, and Jesus spoke to Peter and told him that he would even have to die for him, that he would one day, that uh, he would be led to a place where he didn't want to go, but that God was going to be with him and he would take care of him. But Peter understood it was about the ultimate sacrifice that he would give his life for Christ, that one day he would die and he turned around, and uh, he looked at John, and he asked Jesus, what about him? What about that disciple? And you know what Jesus said to him? I love what Jesus says to him. If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. A lot of times we think, gee, you know, what what about that person? You know, what are they doing for God? Or what is this person doing? And and we compare ourselves to each other. And and Jesus said, no, 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 no. I've given you something to do, and I want you to fulfill it. So don't compare yourself. Don't compare yourself if you feel like you're less, or even if you do more, just follow me. Stay close to me. I'll restore you, and I'll recommission you to do the things that God that I've given you to do is what the Lord would say to us. And so I hope you'll be encouraged to be restored, to be recommissioned, to take that time with Jesus. As Jesus took that time with Peter, he wants to take some time with us in these days ahead and restore us, enlarge our capacity for ministry and to send us out and to use us even today. So let's pray. Father, we ask that today that you will just continue to be speaking to our hearts. Lord, help us not to become discouraged. But we pray, Lord, that we'll enter into this process of being restored by you. As we intercede for others, as we uh, obey your prompting to do what you call us to do, even in our homes, even through a text or a phone call, or if we are able to be out and about, or even some of our our, uh, first responders in our church, Lord, they're they're out there on the front lines. We pray, Father, that your hand would be upon them, that you'd protect them and strengthen them. And Lord, as they follow you, uh, sometimes into dangerous situations, that your presence would be around them. And Father, we thank you for this time now. We ask that you'll continue to teach us and lead us and guide us. In Jesus' name. Amen.